I was mad at the world, man. Why? Because of the situation I had. I mean, um, like, I always had, and it was wrong on my behalf, but I always had, like, this this idea that life should have been perfect mm. and that mom and dad should have been together and, you know, why does everybody else have it and not me? Not understanding, dude, it doesn't matter. Even if you have mom and dad at home, mm-hmm. like, like, you know, um, shit still happens, you know, yeah. like you still have arguments at home. You still have all these things at home. I was just very ignorant at the time. And my, 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 um, my anger was, it had me blinded at the time. You know, I, I wasn't, I wasn't intelligent enough at the time to realize Dude, you're not the only one in the situation. Like it's it's not a it's not a mom and dad issue. It's a it's a it's a part of life issue. It's you growing up issue. Is you finding yourself issue because I guarantee you you can go talk to your neighbor or or to your to the guy or the gal sitting next to you in class in algebra class and you start to ask them and you start to talk to them about things that you're experiencing whether they have both parents at home or not they're still going through some of the same stuff like it's it's part of life you know it's part of growing up it's part of finding yourself and figuring out who you are you know developing a personality but somehow i went down this road of just being mad for a long time what point did that break um guys and welcome to another episode of brothers from another mother where we talk about the trials and tribulations in everyday entrepreneurship i can't get over how good this fucking sounds man (laughs) for those who don't know me my name is alex maldonado and i'm renee atkinson guys and here we are episode nine i think you were the one who told me you went to an event right where they told you in el paso uh, they searched, and I think the average podcast only has how many episodes? So I, so it was, um, gosh, it was one one episode, but it was like every three months. Damn. So once once you put, um, they said if you get on and you do ten episodes, at, no, they said if you do an episode today, you will come. You will be ranked first in El Paso. Wow. Because uh, so many people don't. You know, don't do this. Damn. Yeah, yeah, we started, I think it was the first week of, of January. So here we are, first, second week now, February, first week, second week. Yeah, second week. And we're close to 10 episodes, man. So yeah, I'm excited. And we're going to start recording a lot more now. Yeah. So yeah, we have it'll to. be even better. Yeah, absolutely. We have a really good treat coming. It's cooking. Yeah. And uh, I think it'll be good for the community, man. Um, we need to start bringing more people like him down to El Paso so he can interact, you know, with the people. He's actually from Ciudad de Mexico. Oh, really? Um, yeah, he's out from Portland, Oregon, but but his roots go back to Ciudad de Mexico. He speaks Spanish, and um, and he's doing really good things on, on Instagram and YouTube, and, you know, he's been doing it since 2019, has a couple hundred thousand followers on Instagram and TikTok, 
and um he's big into fatherhood he has a he has a business of his own so i think that'll be cool man and we'll talk about it more as we get all the details ironed out yeah but it'll be amazing man awesome bro awesome so um we're gonna turn the tape a little bit i wanna i wanna dig deep into into you and who you are and you know who's the man that that leads um you know cmt holdings um so i I know that you were raised in uh, in Sanelli, mm-hmm. right? Sanelli, uh, Texas. Yeah. So, what was what was your upbringing like? And the reason why I want to I want to I want to ask you about that is because how did you go from the upbringing that you had to being uh, to having the position that you're in right now? You know, so. Yeah, I don't. Even, I don't think I ever um, like if I were to try to go back and and uncover when it happened Mm -hmm. i don't think i could really nail it down and pinpoint when exactly it happened um but what i can say is that eventually in my business career Mm -hmm. i knew that if i really wanted to take this to the next level then it was going to require way more than what i was doing now mind you you know i did talk in the first episode about um, you know, when I was around 13 or 14, I knew I was different. Okay. So I was a very rebellious child where I didn't take orders very well. So I knew at that point, okay, more than likely the odds of me always working for someone, um, the odds of that happening are very low. Although I did it for 10 years, um, I was always very, um, uh, I was not fulfilled. And, you know, you talked to my mom the other day for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And what was she telling you? Acá este siempre me andaba molestando con que empezáramos un negocio. Y... Because I knew that it was it was not something that I was going to be able to do long term. Um, now. What were you not going to be able to do long term? Work for like someone. work for someone else? Yeah. But you were thinking this at 14? No. At 14, what I was trying to figure out is... How was I going to sustain working for someone when I was a horrible order taker? Okay. But I didn't know how I was going to do it. Like, my never through my mind did it ever cross, okay, you're going to go start a business. Mm -hmm. It was just like more of fear. Like, what am I going to do? Because I can't stand when somebody tells me what to do. Like, when the lunch lady would tell me, hey... I want another one. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, no, pues, uh, you can't get seconds. Why not? I want another plate. I'm hungry. You know? Yeah. So even, even things that were that simple, <clears throat> I already knew, like, I'm going to have a very hard time hmm. when I grow up. And it, I did. Like, I got fired from four different jobs. Where, where did you work before? So the first job that I was fired from was first convenience bank okay. <laughs> the banks inside the walmart um i started as a personal banker made it all the way up to a, a branch supervisor and then i got fired um because so this is the way it played out um we had at the time the manager the branch manager that promoted me as a supervisor weeks later ended up leaving um she followed her husband out to Odessa, 
-hmm. he was in the oil and gas industry so she took off and here comes a new manager who at the time uh the bank had just introduced um a, a loan that was called a fresh start loan and the way it worked is if you had direct deposit it would take the last three months of direct deposits and then it would average how much you were depositing per week mm -hmm. and then it would give you an amount and say okay this person qualifies for for a 500 loan based okay. on his deposits okay so the bank was trying to push this loan and we were selling the shit out of it okay so this manager was trying to make a name for himself and started you know getting very creative as to how he was um giving out these loans mm -hmm. to the point where he even started giving these loans to employees which was a big no-no they told us right off the bat this loan is for everyone who has direct deposit with the exception of employees okay and he said i'm gonna do it anyway so he ended up giving me one mm -hmm. which i agreed to okay. and i knew what we were doing okay and i told him i said look um just make sure that you put this through today's batch because if you don't my account's going to be overdrawn tomorrow and it's going to raise a red flag oh yeah 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 and i was even with leslie at the time when this happened she was sitting in the office with me and he even told me he's like you're the customer right now i'm i'm in charge like you don't have to tell me how to run the operation i know what i need to do i said fine all right i i and the reason i told him was because i had seen this shit happen over and over again long story short wake up the next day my account's overdrawn it raised all the red flags that i didn't want to raise and within a week uh the regional manager from the area um where we were in an office and i was getting fired over it and um i didn't throw him under the bus yeah but i could have easily told him that shit was his doing man like i told him and but i took responsibility and i said okay fine then from there Uh, I went to go work for Fred Loya, the only job I didn't get fired from. I went to go work for Fred Loya, uh, but at the time I was applying for Union Pacific. And then uh, three months later, I found myself in Laredo, Texas, working for Union Pacific. I was a conductor in training. I was training there. Um, managers, as we were out in the field working, managers, which I ended up doing further down in my career, but managers would go out and test crews and see what they were doing, make sure we were on compliance, safety-wise, and all that. So my second day on the job, after, after being hired uh, a month, my second day on the job, uh, managers rushed one of our cabs, and I was just a trainee at the time, uh, but I was, I was with the engineer, brakeman, and a conductor, and they were going to town on them, man. Like, you guys just broke all these rules, and you guys are being so unsafe, and blah, 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 all this shit, and I was just like, oh, what's going on? And my smart ass, like always, well, you guys are talking all this crap about these, these men, but you haven't been out here in the heat, you know, 110 degree weather. And they've been showing me all this. Here I am thinking I'm a badass, you know, I didn't have union protection at the time. Dang. So they couldn't do shit to them, but guess who they could me. Yeah. So literally bro, a month and a half into it, boom, they fired my ass. Um, then I went to go work for that shoreline. Um, and at the time working for that shoreline, applying for BNSF, um, and I got fired from there too, for running my mouth. Um, and then I came to BNSF and then that's where I finished my railroad career. But 
multiple times I was getting fired because I couldn't control my emotions or my mouth. I just couldn't, I couldn't put up with seeing people being treated this way. And I always felt the need of the urge to speak up and say, this is unfair. And I don't care who you are. Not just because you have a title. It means that you can just fucking swing your dick around and impose your authority just because you can. Yeah. Like if once we're out of here, like if I see you in a restaurant, you're nobody. You know, so yeah. that kind of shit bothered me all the time. bro. Now, is this something that that, you know, just you have or or is this something that runs in the family? How many brothers and sisters or how many do you have? So it's it's three of us. I'm the I'm the I'm the middle child. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're like that. We, we just can't stand when people tell us what to do. Um, but I think it also has to do be, because of our upbringing. You know, we were literally we raised ourselves. So we always had to be on this high horse of, you know, uh, protecting ourselves and and being weary of people. And um, and I think that just by default kind of wired us to be that way. too. But when you say raised yourself, like your mom was in your picture, your dad was in the picture. Mom, mom was in the picture. Um, and but she was always working, you know. So, yeah. I mean, it was to the point where uh, whenever she saw it was fit. And I think I was it was my my the summer of my sixth grade year. Um, I remember having to go and register myself to school because my mom was always working. So ever since sixth grade, then after that, like we were just literally on our own most of the time because she was so busy working. Dad wasn't in the picture. Dad was in the picture, but he worked also. Um, and it was it was interesting. I mean, I grew up being very resentful because my my biological father was not in the picture so although he was there and he was really trying to be there mm-hmm. um it was like he wasn't for me for me not so you had resentment towards him um or more, to your mom towards my mom okay towards my mom and and because she was trying to move on in life or because she wasn't with him no because you know so Especially, I think it, it started to get even bigger when I started to play sports. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, you always saw the, the father-son bond happening mm-hmm. uh, where the, the father's in the stands and he's watching his son play and cheering for him. And there I was, you know, making a play or, you know, hitting a home run or whatever. And nobody was there, you know. Yeah. And I would start to blame her without even because I, I wouldn't say anything. Yeah. But because you were in emotional pain, there was there was so much. Yeah. Built up. Yeah. Uh, emotional, emotional pain. You were missing. You were lacking on on that. Yeah. And other people had it and you didn't. Yeah. Um, that's that's tough, man. That's yeah. tough. Um, and I've told her before. She yeah. knows. And she's apologized for it. And now we've had a better relationship because of it. And that's the, that's at the same time though that's difficult, right? Because how how is she, you know, apologizing for something that she, in reality, had to do because she had to put food on the table or had to keep a roof over your heads? So it's actually really uh, considerate of her mm-hmm. to even apologize mm-hmm. because she's saying, you know, like I apologize. You feel this way, and I apologize that. I wasn't able to be there more, but that's a heavy burden for her to also carry. Yeah. Knowing that she wasn't there for you, but there was no other way to do it. She had to 
you know, have, have the jobs that she had. Um, cause like the saying goes, right. When you have time, you don't have money when you don't have money. When you have, when you have money, you don't have time. Yeah. And if the, if the, if the breadwinner is at home, there's a problem. Yeah. So, um, so she had, you know, unfortunately at the time she had to, um, you know, be at work all the time. Wow. So, uh, so did that make you and your brother be really close? I mean, you guys were, were the ones that were, uh, at home, uh, after school, I'm assuming. And, uh, and, cooking food for yourselves how old were you at this point at what point at 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 the time where uh let's say when you were playing baseball um that i can remember i'm gonna say seventh grade so i was what, 13. seventh grade so 13 yeah, years 13, old 13 14, 14. Yeah. yeah and and i was kind of like you especially in middle school when when i got to high school um i always found a way to at least get a c mm-hmm. but in middle school, uh, I played three weeks baseball, and then, and then I failed, and I couldn't play anymore. And then in eighth grade, the same thing. I I played the first three weeks, and then I failed, and I I couldn't play anymore. Um, but when you failed, um, would you get pissed off like me and try to put it on the on the on the uh, teachers? On the teacher. I'd be like, you know what? Like I was trying, even if my freaking efforts were shit Mm -hmm. but it was like you know i I was trying therefore since i failed now i'm not gonna freaking try and i'm gonna really hurt you the fuck are you hurting bro you're not hurting anybody but yourself yeah you know but at the time i was like oh i'm gonna make you look bad i'm gonna make you know your class look bad no jackass the freaking 35 or 34 other people uh, in the classroom can freaking pass, but your ass can't. You're that one person, you know? Um, yeah. So were you like that as well? Yeah, I was like that. I, I was I was mad at the world, man. Why? Because of the situation I had. I mean, um, like, I always had, and it was wrong on my behalf, but I always had, like, this, this idea that life should have been perfect mm. and that mom and dad should have been together and you know why does everybody else have it and not me not understanding dude it doesn't matter even if you have mom and dad at home Mm -hmm. like like you know um shit still happens you know like you still have arguments at home you still have all these things at home i was just very ignorant at the time and my 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 um my anger was it had me blinded at the time you know i i wasn't i wasn't intelligent enough at the time to realize dude you're not the only one in the situation like it's it's not a it's not a mom and dad issue it's a it's a it's a part of life issue it's you growing up issue is you finding yourself issue because i guarantee you you can go talk to your neighbor or, or to your to the guy or the gal sitting next to you in class, in algebra class, and you start to ask them and you start to talk to them about the things that you're experiencing, whether they have both parents at home or not, they're still going through some of the same stuff. Like, it's, it's part of life. You know, it's part of growing up. It's part of finding yourself and figuring out who you are, you know, developing a personality. But somehow I went down this road of just being mad. 
for a long time. What point did that break? Um, until recently. Really? Yeah. We were talking about it right now. I mean, maybe three years ago when I decided to actually pick up a book and start reading and learning. And that's like, what, 29? Yeah. Wow. That's kind of when I woke up. Because yeah. although I was being responsible, which is what a lot of men, um, that's the understanding that we have. Mm-hmm. We're being responsible by providing for our families and making sure they have a home and making sure that they have food to eat. Um, we're doing the basic stuff. We're taught that that's it. That's yeah. all we're supposed to do. Um, but it really isn't. You know, it's just not many men are courageous enough to um, I call it I call it washing the dirty vehicle. Um how many times do you walk out to your um, your driveway and you notice that your vehicle is dirty, but you don't wash it? Okay. Until it bothers you enough that then you say, okay, it's been three months. I got to go over there and wash my vehicle. And the same happens to us, like our personalities. We know something's wrong. Mm-hmm. We know something's wrong, but we don't have the courage to change it because it doesn't bother you enough. And what kind of makes up for you feeling that way momentarily is going to work and, and feeling like you're the breadwinner and coming back home. And, and if anything is thrown at you, your defense mechanism is, hey, I was at work all day. Do you see? The, open up the fridge. Is there food? Yeah. Okay. The lights are on. Yeah. Water, gas, your car. Good. Then yeah. I'm fine. Leave me alone. Yeah. Then I'm good. Yeah. I'm doing my part. Mm-hmm. Wow. But it, it, it was about three years ago when I realized, yeah, man, you got a lot of work to do, buddy. So, so growing up, um, did you, did you have, I mean, I know you said your biological father you didn't have in the picture. Mm-hmm. Um, who did you hold as a, as, a, as a hero or as a mentor? Because there's got to be a stick, right? There's got to be a stick that kind of keeps the tree um, straight. So was that, I mean, who, who were you pretty uh, responsible, you know, of your own actions? Or, or did you have someone that you actually admired or looked up to that helped you you know if you did if you did screw up you didn't screw up too much or you didn't go too far that they kind of kept you in line i i didn't have anybody bro but quite honest with you i mean i did have people that were there for me i mean honestly my older brother was somebody that i looked up to um i still wouldn't change it because it's still it's gotten me to where i am today but i didn't i didn't have anybody like like a father figure or yeah. or somebody that would check me. Would it be your mom? Yeah, but still, the truth is that she was not my father. Yeah. She was my mother. Yeah. And as far, see, because I don't want you to get it twisted. Mm-hmm. As far as her being a mother, dude, I'm... Okay, I'm going to say blessed, mm-hmm. but I'm the luckiest fucking guy 
yeah. when it comes to a mom. Yeah. Okay? Like, my mom is a bad woman. I know she is. She's a bad woman. And I will give her credit any day. Any yeah. day. As far as a mother, bro. But she wasn't my father. Yeah. And that's just the truth. Yeah. And, and a lot of a lot of mothers, uh, a lot of single mothers think they have to they don't. somehow become the father. No. Or or that, you know, the, the child is a lot of times women will jump into a relationship because they want to provide that father figure for the for their child. Yeah. Um so okay, that's that's interesting. Yeah, and but I don't want to take anything away from her, man. Like she yeah. as far as being a mother, bro, I mean she and and there is the fact is that in general mothers play a larger role in a sense uh to their children than a father. So at least I was blessed enough that it wasn't my mother that I was lacking. It was my father, and now I'm able to understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, but not only not only did I have a mother, I had a fucking badass mother, bro. Yeah. Like, bro, I'm, I'm this parenting book that I'm reading right now, like very small things apply to my childhood. Because my mother never told me, oh, you can't do this, or you're too stupid to do this, or you'll never reach your goals. Like, never, bro. Mm -hmm. Never. Like, it didn't matter what I would present her with. You'll figure it out. You'll get it done. How many parents tell you no? Yeah. How many parents tell you, now, you're you're either dreaming too big, or you're not made for that, or we're going to have to try something different. And my mom never said that. So even if you were... Like, you know, you say you were being a bad kid, you were you were doing all kinds of stuff. A lot of times you run into where the parents will say, uh, you know, if, if you continue down this path or you're going to end up in jail or, you know, you're going to end up on the street corner, stuff like that. Was that stuff ever said to you? Maybe. I really can't recall. Maybe she just said... I don't want you to okay. end up there. Yeah. She didn't say you will okay. end up. She said, I don't want you to end up in that situation, which as I'm getting older and wiser, words matter. Yeah. The way you present it to your children matters. And that's why I ask you because, um, you know, myself included, I, I have to keep myself in check uh, because my middle child is, is, uh, is really difficult man he's really hard-headed um or i guess better yet he's very Mm strong-willed and so um and so sometimes i catch myself wanting to say to him what was said to me and at some point we have to break the cycle so i'll tell him something along the lines of like you know you continue like this you're gonna end up on the street corners or you know Go and start learning how to do 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 something, you know, because uh, you're not going to become that engineer or that uh, whatever that you want to do because, you know, you're you're acting this way or you're not wanting to be at school or go to school or whatever. You're not wanting to do your homework. Um, and 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 I realize that that I, I can't be doing that because I'm I am. Um, actually 
wishing him not wishing him but i'm it's i'm i'm using that that black magic you know yeah. to speak those those wrong things so so i need to i need to stop doing that stuff and believe me i'm not going to i'm not going to give this thought and excuse myself at the same time because i am uh at fault for acting this way too but let's say you were using you were using right now the the um example of my child being an engineer mm -hmm. or my child being a, let's say a lawyer or a mm -hmm. doctor what gives us the right to, to talk to talk about that stuff because i'm not a lawyer mm -hmm. i'm not an engineer i'm not a doctor i'm none of that stuff i don't even know what it takes so how how can i tell my child If you don't behave a certain way, you'll be on a street corner. Have you ever been on a street corner? No, no you haven't. Yeah. So why are we saying that? I I haven't gone. I've said other stuff yeah. that are just as equal as telling my son you'll be on a street corner. What gives me the right to say that? Yeah, no, what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to bring in the the parents or the mothers of all these people that have become lawyers and we can say what kind of what kind of kid was was so forth yeah. you know was so and so well and you'll you're going to be very surprised i yeah. guarantee you when you you start to hear what they were like they'll be like he was really hard headed and he always asked why and he um, and he he always talked back and he always want to prove his point it's like well shit that's a fucking lawyer he's been a lawyer all his life <laughs> Dude, but you know, um, it's a touchy subject for me now because now that I understand and I've told you this before, when you now that you have the the information, it's your obligation to not be that way anymore. Before you would play the card, oh, pues que no sabía. I didn't know, but now you know. Yeah, there's no excuses now. There's no excuse, bro. Yeah. Like you can't be doing that stuff no more. Um, But yeah, man, I don't want to go on a rant about that stuff. No, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay to go on a rant, man. There's, it shows that there's passion behind it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so then, so then, uh, fast forward, um, you know, what point did you decide that, that the convenience store life was going to be where you, where you went? Mm, so the way it started, it, it was that my mom with right down the street there was an old sitgo gas station mm -hmm. um well we'll go even further back my mom since i can remember i think i was probably 10 at the time she had a, a tables and chairs and jumping balloon uh rental business so that was kind of the way we got money for the weekend um and then you know fast forward to i'm 22 at the time give or take um She found this place that was for lease, which used to be an old Sidgo gas station, but she didn't want to run the gas. So we're just going to get the convenience store. So we got, in, we got in touch with the landlord. He said, yeah, let's do this. A day before signing, they end up leasing to a church. My mom is devastated. And then we find the first gas station in Sanelli at the time, uh, 2012, 13. Uh, we found that place for lease literally days after they They told us that the the convenience store had been leased. Um, so then we ended up pulling the trigger on that. 
And it's it's not like we ever sat down and we said, this is what we want to do. Like, we have a passion for gas stations and convenience stores. It was more out of desperation that we needed to change. Like, we needed to do something different. And we just happened to land on convenience store gas stations. And, man, have we developed a respect for yeah. the industry because it's uh, just like any other business right but it's a it's a tough industry to be in um but we we enjoy it too i mean we've learned so much it challenges you and that's part of life is being challenged um and we enjoyed it man i mean i would have never met you yeah if we wouldn't have been doing this you know so that's kind of how we landed in convenience stores and, and gas stations so at that point your mom didn't want to do the do the gas station um the fuel part of it so in this other place you did do the fuel yeah yeah and the first one it was just going to be a convenience store um and then and then when that option was off the table and we we went to the other option now it's like yeah you can do the convenience store but you also have to do the gas station which at that point we were already lost like what are you talking about <laughs> What do you mean? I mean, just 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 the convenience store part is is difficult. You're yeah. already lost there. Yeah, and then they include fuel. Yeah, then we were like, "Whoa, what the hell?" And the man that introduced us to the way it all worked, um, who already passed, his name is uh, Mr. Charles Engel. Um, he was a blessing in the sky too, man. I mean, he was very old school, and the contract with him was a handshake and a one pager, man. And uh, the only reason we had a one pager is because he said his his kids have had been telling him like, Dad, this is not the wild, wild west anymore. You know, you can't be doing stuff like that anymore. You got to have something on paper. All right. Well, just give me one piece of paper where it says that we're entering a contract and that's it. So that's really what all it was, man. And so with no experience and he was willing to go on a limb and uh, and, you know, trust you guys with with running that business yeah pretty much and that's rare that's very rare yeah that's very rare i mean he he taught us a lot about business with just a couple interactions you know not many words were exchanged it was just something as simple as a handshake and your word mean more than any contract you know always be respectful let people know that you know when they cut a deal with you you're gonna come through like very simple stuff man and that's why sometimes I see you get, uh, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like, you know how my mom is very about her word? Like, I told him that I was going to do this. Yeah. And it was because of that man that said, if you ever say something, you have to come through. As much as it hurts, you have to come through. Because word spreads very fast, especially in this industry. People know you're screwing people over. You're done. Yeah. You're done. So we took that to heart. And it served as well. Sometimes it hurts. Like like when I do see people coming out with was frescas, I'm like. <laughs> but we gave our word, man. And we've it, it, it's paid as well. It's paid as well to be that way. Yeah. So for those that don't know, so I'll give a little bit of back to story for what you're saying right there. Um, so. We have we have a restaurant that's that's in in our gasoline station, and so, um, so what happens is that since I became part of the team, 
I said, we need to be the only ones that are providing um, the refreshment for whatever whatever they're providing. So if they're providing the food, then they should only be providing the food, no drinks. But um, because they gave the word, their word to the uh, the people, the the company leasing uh, the the restaurant. And in that agreement, there was that they could uh, include include uh, drinks. Then they've they they're doing that. But I I came into the picture and I said, hey, we need we need to change that, and we need to um, only have them provide the food so that we can make something on our part from the sale of of a drink. And. Um, I got nothing from but resistance from from your mom yeah. because she gave her word that they could always have have drinks and so that's admirable and uh, I I honored that yeah so okay and so wait but you're but you're working for Union Pacific mm-hmm. is that correct mm-hmm. so you're working for Union Pacific and and uh, who's running the business who's we, running that one the one gasoline station so, or the one convenience store. So yeah, we didn't have the um, when I was employed by the Shoreline in 2013. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's when the business uh, was started. So when I was with Union Pacific, the business was still not uh, oh, operating. Okay. That was in 2011, and then 2012, I worked uh, temporarily for the oil and gas industry. I was there for a, a few months, and then from there, I went to the Shoreline, and then I was there all the way up to 2017 for that shoreline. Mm-hmm. So that was where most of the time, uh, oh, that, that's where I spent most of the time while the first store was getting built. And the way that played out was in 2013, my mom, uh, after shoot, almost 30 years mm-hmm. ended up leaving, um, the workforce and not working, Stopped working for somebody uh, after 30 years. Wow. She went to go work the store. So it's never too late, huh? It was never too late, man. Yeah. And and she, you know, what background did she have in running a business? None. None. Other than the tables and chairs and, yeah. uh, and a journal. And we still run the business like that. Yeah. There's for, So for the people that believe... Um, I need to buy all these softwares and I need to learn how to use QuickBooks and I need to learn how to, I need to have an HR department. I need, dude, at least to get started, right? Yeah. You don't, you don't, you don't need more than that. No. And you're going to wear all the hats in the beginning and you're not going to know what the fuck you're doing. Um, you're going to be, you're, you're going to be a firefighter for a long time. That's just the truth. Yeah. Okay. You're going to be a firefighter. You're going to be putting out fires every day. And then by the time you're putting one out, there's another one starting already. You got to go put that one out and so on. And, and then you're changing hats from the plumber to the electrician, to the cash register, to the manager, to the stalker. I mean, that's just how it is. And it's not one store anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. And there's a petroleum imaging company that's wrapped up there in, in that as well. Yeah. But, um, but that's why we can talk about it, right? Yeah. Because uh, anybody can challenge us if they want, and they can say, "No, that's not the way it works." Yeah. And you see, the reason why I ask I asked that question, and and I, you know, and I I uh, 
pick at certain little things is mm-hmm. because, um, and I'm glad you mentioned it, is because it doesn't take much to get started, man. No. Like, luckily you had that opportunity. And, um, and so now, now you guys started this and it's been running this way now. You know, we're changing things little by little because we've, we've gotten to the point where we're about to bust and we need to change things. Mm-hmm. But up to now, I mean, there's four stores involved. Um, and, and, and this, and the, the, uh, petroleum imaging company. And now we're getting a, a gym started. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and all of this was created and has ran, um, with, with, uh, writing on an envelope, you know, <laughs> writing on envelopes. So, so f- for everyone out there that thinks that they can't get it started or they can't do it because they don't have all this money to invest, man, it takes an envelope. It takes determination and it takes action. Put those things and you're good to go. Yep. So, um, so, okay. So then, so then, um, now, now you become part of the company and now you're starting to do your part as well. Yeah. Right. You're no longer working for the railroad. You're no longer working for the shoreline. Mm Uh, and, and so did everything just continue going the way it was? Now we hit what? 2019. So 2019, Mm -hmm. you had, you had an epiphany. And life changed for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so you were already working since 2017 with the with the stores, right? You were already involved with the stores. No, I was involved since day one. Okay. But... Um, now more so. Yeah, now more so. Like now I was full time. My first, my first year full time mm-hmm. was 2021. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Where, that's when I quit my job. I quit my job November of 2020. Okay. Yeah, and and, then, then, and I came full time in January of 2021. Now, what point did you start making the change within Alex? Mm, 2021. 2021. Yeah, and and so when that change happened with you, what did you start doing differently, or did you start doing anything at all differently with the stores with the business? Um. Not immediately, no. Okay. Um, because I knew I was going to get a lot of resistance, and I wasn't ready to handle that resistance. Um, it was all, all I was going to do is open up a can of worms, and then yeah. I wasn't I wasn't going to know how to act or how to approach the situation, how to coach people. Because um, you hadn't worked on yourself yet. No, no. So, um, but I was I was smart enough already to know it's going to be a process. And you're going to have to work on yourself. You're going to have to develop all these habits. You're going to have to unbecome. You're going to have to rewire. You're going to have to relearn a lot of things. And I went on a mission. I I went on a mission to start doing that once I understood that it's not... It's not... uh, there's, There's no profession that that's going to make you become successful you know um it's it's the person that becomes successful because you can take this person right now alex and place me in any other business right now and i will be able to perform because of who like who i became right Mm -hmm. um so i think a lot of us get that twisted to where they believe that I'm going to go study, for example, to be uh, a civil engineer. 
because that is a very successful career. No. Engineering isn't what makes you successful. Who you become. Now that you've become that person, you can go be the best doctor, you can go be the best engineer, you can be the best lawyer, be the best entrepreneur, until you become. But there has to be a change in you first. Yes. It's not a career change. Mm-hmm. Because how many people do that as well? Oh, this company is not working out. I'm going to go to another one. Grass will be greener on the other side. Happens in marriage too. It happens a lot at universities. Yes. I'm going to change majors. Yeah. How many times do they change those majors? A lot. Because they don't even know who the hell they are. No. Yeah. So before I started to make all the changes, and you've been part of most of the change. I'm just being very honest with you. Uh, My push just started. And you've been part of it. Previous to this, I wasn't really pushing much. I was underwater, holding my breath, and doing a lot of inner work. Um, Just now as you came on board, I've been pushing harder and harder. And uh, sometimes I push you. Yeah. Sometimes I push other team members. Um, But it's because I can also handle it. You know, I know how to ruffle the feathers a little bit. And then um, get everything back into place. And even if I can, I'm okay with making a mistake. Yeah. Um, I'm in a good place now where if I make a mistake and if you approach me and you tell me you make, you make me feel a certain way or I don't think you approach this the right way, hey, I can apologize because it was an honest mistake. Because mm-hmm. I will tell you this, you'll never catch me um being demeaning not that i'll never call you stupid i'll never call you slow i'll never do any of that i will positively peer pressure the shit out of you Mm -hmm. and tell you you need to be better but i'll never be demeaning towards your character or your personality um that i wouldn't be okay with apologizing for because i would i wouldn't be okay with myself being that way but when i'm trying to positively peer pressure somebody and they don't react well to it, I can apologize. You know, I can say, hey, my bad. So what, what of, your, of your upbringing or your life um, do you think that you can implement the most or get the most out of um, to, to help in, in the convenience store realm? I think that it, it doesn't have to do with convenience stores. I think it's just the where I operate from today is not tailored to a specific industry. Okay. It's not just tailored to convenience stores or to imaging companies. or mm-hmm. It's just tailored to business in general because business is a game at yeah. the end of the day. So what I've had since I was a child that now plays a big role in how I do business in general is the fact that I've always been very stubborn. You can't tell me no. That fires me up when you tell me you're not going to do it. Yeah. Watch me. It might not happen tomorrow. Hold my beer. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, it might not happen tomorrow. Yeah. But I'm coming, you know? 
And I've always been like that since I was a little kid. Um, you can ask my mom. You can even ask my brothers. They'll, they'll always tell you. Like, you couldn't tell this guy no. He always found a way to do whatever the fuck he wanted to do. And, and now that serves me so well in business because in business, you almost have to be broken. You almost have to be crazy. Like, there's got to be something wrong with your ass at some point to fathom the thought that you're still struggling to make ends meet every Friday when it's payroll time. Um, but you still keep going. Yeah. There's got to be something wrong with you. Um, and, and that's served me so good. There's got to be something different or something special about you. I don't know about something wrong, but there's got to be something different from you, you know, compared to everyone else or compared to the majority. Well, they, there was this, there was this Olympic, uh, um, coach that when he was asked, um, what was one of the, the most, um, like what, how did, how did they word it? What is the, what is one of the most special characteristics of, of these Olympic athletes? Mm -hmm. And he said that they were broken that they it was they were like a machine that was broken that didn't have an off button like i see these fuckers just kept going and going and going and you couldn't turn them off they were broken yeah and i resonated with that because i'm that, i'm like that and um it's almost like i turned my addiction to alcohol to an addiction to working now like i'm always working whether if i'm not reading a book um writing on my journal if i'm not writing on my journal then i'm working on my relationship with my wife or i'm working with the kids um but i'm always having to do something that makes me feel like i'm being productive like i'm actually uh serving as a man you know so it's interesting because um you say broken Uh, it takes like it takes something crazy right to mm -hmm. to 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 go to that level you know kobe bryant um he used to he used to start practice at four o'clock in the morning mm -hmm. but practice started at four o'clock in the morning he was warming up at three o'clock in the morning because in the nba most of the time they practice twice a day mm -hmm. and he would say that because he wanted to be better he would practice three times a day yeah and so he would wake up and he'd have his 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 first practice and then he'd practice with the team and then he'd practice you know after the other two times at the team so uh so yeah i just wanted to say that because uh it you know takes being a little crazy Yeah, man. And, and look, I, yeah. for, for the people that say that they're already working or redlining, mm -hmm. I don't think you'll reach that level until people are actually asking if you're okay. Like, yeah. hey, I think you're being a little too intense. Yeah. Or you, why, why are you reading so much? Why are you learning so much? When do you find time to do this? 
is when you should say, okay, I'm doing more than the average person. Until then, you can say it all you want. You can say, I am changing. I am being better. Yeah, you are. You are. But, but the change is happening at the average rate, which still won't give you that separation mm -hmm. from the other people. So when you reach that level that people see you as being awkward or, man, you're just too intense, you know, like I get it. I get you have to read. I get you have to journal. I get you have to be better. But you also got to spend a little bit of time on yourself. Well, that is spending time on yourself. You know, that is you changing, you know. Um, so I think until you reach that level. Um, and I, I'm still not there. I know there's still a little bit more in the tank. Um, I and, think there's always going to be a little bit more yeah, in the tank. There, you have to. You have to. Like every time when I, every morning I wake up, my back's against the wall. Every morning. Like, I know. And I was telling you, uh, I was waiting for, for us to start shooting. But I've realized and become so much more aware of time now that I've been meal prepping. Why? Because every morning that I open the fridge to pack my lunch, I see I got three more days left of meal preps. Now I got two more days left. And the weeks, Renee, are going by quick, bro. Yeah. So that makes you more aware. More aware is when you have that structure. Mm -hmm. Like, I meal prep on Sundays. I got my, my shit laid out from Monday through Thursday. And it just goes by mm -hmm. super quick. So that's when you become extremely aware of, of how much time you're wasting. Um, because sometimes it might be Wednesday and you haven't done crap. So, so I'm saying all this to say that Um, I am guilty of sometimes not being as productive as I should, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and that meal prepping kind of made me aware of that. I'm like, Alex, dude, like really five days is not a lot of time, man. Like it goes by quick when you start to pay attention. So I want to challenge yourselves, man, to like really, really have an agenda You know, really have a workflow schedule a structure. That, that says, hey, man, we're here at this time. We're podcasting at this time. We're out doing our guerrilla marketing at this time. We're talking to people. And, you know, because fucking time flies, bro. I agree. You know, and I saw it right now when you were talking to me. You know, like that, that monster is coming out of you. And I love seeing that, bro. I love seeing that because, dude, for the people that haven't seen you since 2023 and that are going to meet Renee in 2025, they're going to be in for a ride because they're going to look at you and wonder, what the fuck happened to this guy? Yeah. Like, where, where have you been? Working on myself. Like, where did you develop this all of a sudden? you want to come by i'll show you yeah you know but don't expect for it to happen tomorrow it's yeah. been a lot of work yeah dive into my crazy life <laughs> yeah but but not only that bro like even as a professional you know as an entrepreneur as a father as a husband like all those things are going to change and i saw that today
that's when that's when you start waking up that's when you start flipping the switch when you when you become aware you get angry you get angry and you say why the fuck not me like what's so different about me than all the rest mm-hmm. it's that it's the fact that i'm aware now it's the fact that i know and it hurts and it hurts that i'm not changing it hurts that i'm staying the same it hurts that i see other people that i met five years ago that i told that i was going to do something and i haven't done it yeah it hurts but that's not going to be me again you know i am going to change i'm finally gonna stop following that list of things that are not doing the thing you know and that that's me too you know the reason we talk about these things is not to bash on anybody is to make people aware hey this is where we're at too but we are changing you can change too only if you wake up you can change yeah you know no i appreciate that man um so in in today's society man i know that it that and i know this you know for a fact mm-hmm. um employees um this generation mm-hmm. better said this generation can be rather sensitive mm-hmm. so um what what are you doing uh to to deal with like let's say for example the the rapid turnover rate um in the convenience store industry right because um that's that's where we're getting this experience from mm-hmm. um where h- how do you how do you do it uh to to deal with with that that's the byproduct of working on yourself so for for many people that are probably scratching their head right now and can't figure out why uh they can retain people and we immediately go to um you know, we maybe we should offer them a 401k, you know, maybe we should give them some uh, life insurance or maybe we should give them a, a better uh, compensation structure or, you know, who knows what other things like we always think about money. Well, how can we pay them more? Mm-hmm. It's not always about that. Um, the leader has a lot to do with it. And like I was saying, um especially the new generation they don't want to work in a place where where it's just about money they want to work in a place that actually stands for something that's doing something for the community and they want to know that the leader that they're working for um is is a respectable uh, person that's ready to lead and that's ready to take the company in a direction that's going to have an impact on the community and a lot of it is done through your own personal change a lot of it is done not by what you're saying but by what you're doing 20% of what you say of the verbal communication um, doesn't even matter. You know, it's it's what you're doing. It's a nonverbal communication. 80% of what people actually retain is your nonverbal expressions. So um, something as simple as showing up at six o'clock in the morning, uh, which is at the time we open at one of the stores and not saying anything, but just showing up and being polite and being respectful to the fact that they also had to wake up at four o'clock in the morning to be there and open the store. I'm here with you. Yeah. It's not just you. I'm here too. leading by example. Yes. Um, or, or seeing a cigarette butt on the floor and not calling them, hey, ven para acá y levanta. No, you pick it up. 
because your job is not degrading, you know? So I feel my approach to the whole situation um, also has to do with the reason I stay so driven about changing and always being better is because I know that maybe not right now. This is a slow transition, okay? Um, This is a slow transition, and it's not going to happen tomorrow either. It takes time, but I know after two or three years of being this way, interacting with the employees, having those 10, 15 minutes of your time to actually coach them and mentor them because you can now because you actually have the experience because you've been investing all this time into reading and learning about personal development. Now you can talk to them. You know, now you can say, yeah, I know I used to be an alcoholic. But let me tell you why you shouldn't, you know, and actually taking the time and going and grabbing something off the cooler and teaching them about reading a label, you know, or giving them a little bit of life experience. Those things go a long way. And the more I do this, the more I realize, yes, like this is the path. And while so many other leaders are so focused on what's the next self-checkout we're going to introduce? What's the next piece of equipment that's going to replace the employee? What's the next software, AI software that we're going to use to replace? And that's what all the experts are saying. That that's, that's the direction that the convenience stores are going. Yeah. I'm working on actually developing our people, but it takes time. Those are things that take time, but they pay well in the long run. And while everybody's playing the short game, I'm playing the long game. I'm trying to, to actually um, create a culture and in an environment where people actually want to come to work. And if they have an issue, they know we are just a phone call away and we can help. You know, mm-hmm. so that's been my approach to the situation. Good to go. Uh, and I, you know what? I want to commend you on uh, on the job that you've been doing, because I've I've worked for Fortune 500 companies that do not have the. They don't work on. On you working on yourself. Yeah, See, there's no there's no time where where they say, you know what, we're going to we're going to you know, take this time to give you a book, you know, to read and uh, and improve your yourself. Um I've never worked for a company actually um in my 43 years. I've been working since I was 16 years old. Um and that includes me, you know, with with my company. Um I never did that with the employees that that I had around me either. Um, so, so I, I want to commend you, man, for, for, for thinking about everyone else as well, you know, and, and we do, we all sit around, around the, the table here in the conference room and, and, uh, we, we go over how to improve their own lives. And it's not just their lives at, 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 at work because we talk about it a lot, right? We, it's not just about your life at work. It's about your life at home, man, because that's where it all comes from, you know? Um, if, if things are good at home, mo- us- usually things are good at work. Yeah. Um, so, so, you know, thank you for allowing us to, or for giving us the opportunity, uh, to work on ourselves and, uh, and helping us realize how we need to work on ourselves. So thank you for that. Uh, one last question I have for you is with the changing uh, market trends 
what do you envision for let's say 2024 2025 what is what is a way that you want to grow in what i'm hearing is going to be the toughest you know toughest time here because there's going to be a little bit of a transition in 2024 what 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 do you, what do you have in mind um so be a little more specific so what are what are goals that you have for the for the company for the growth of the company um in 2024-2025 time period where do you see the company we definitely need to um tighten up um because as we were reading yesterday on the um on the daily newsletter um more and more people have extra um income to spend on the on the coke on the on the snacks mm-hmm. you know so we are definitely going to have to uh which is something that we haven't worked on and I'm really going to push for this year is work on systems and processes throughout the companies um from you know merchandising to labor hours to um extra expenses um so systems and processes are are would make you or break you when you start to scale uh at a faster rate because if you don't have anything in place it's like a sky rise it's like trying to build a sky rise with with a very um with a very with not a strong foundation um you'll eventually get to like the 10th floor and then it's just going to crumble to pieces so that's one thing that we've been very weak on uh as we've been growing this company is is we've been growing and scaling but we don't have any systems and processes in place um for example uh credits you know when it's time to run credits on the merchandise um controlling overtime and payroll which is a huge expense um even dealing with vendors um accounting like all these things we don't have anything in place for so i'm really going to push for that this year because um during these tough times that are up ahead um that'll be the deciding factor between the companies that stick around Mm -hmm. and the companies that don't you know because these are not times to just be you know throwing money away like we were able to do you know four or five years ago um right now things are going to have to get really tight and we're going to have to get really good at running uh, a very efficient um operation well-oiled machine well-oiled machine yeah so as far as what we currently have that's my goal um as far as scaling the business it's been very frustrating i'm Mm. not gonna say no but the goal is to at least um for the first time in in our journey um get a ground up store built or at least started before the end of the year um and and that's gonna that's also gonna pave the way i'm sure we're gonna learn a lot once we get that done 
but it'll become easier for the for the future locations to come now we'll be able to move a lot quicker through that process but um as for this year i at least want to get one so that we can get our feet wet we can actually understand how the process works who we have to work with what are the steps um how long do things take and all that um but i we're very good at mastering the process i feel mm-hmm. uh after the first one you know you get the first one done and then you you learn so much from that one that the next ones just start they start coming you know faster and faster so um that's really my vision for this year is is to develop that foundation for the company and to go through the process of a ground up uh store so that so that we can be exposed to that process let's see how that works good to go well i'm i'm uh, i'm excited man i'm excited to to go you know into this next phase um i've i've learned so much and i'm you know i'm I'm eager to continue to put it to good use i'm just wondering um what is your goal for for 2024 if when you look back mm-hmm. uh january 1st 2025 what are things that you want to check off your list and say i got these done so one big thing that we've been working on for a long time um is it well that i've been working on for a long time you you worked on uh, on getting us the the contract and now i've had to put it together and um creating an app and creating a website uh for the company has has been a real experience it's taught me a lot of things and seeing that come to to fruition and seeing it um on other people's phones you know something that i put together um is going to be really interesting and i'm eager to see that that happen i'm eager to see you know that that app that application making making uh things more convenient uh for for our, our consumers and them them making the most uh out of the the uh, promotions that we're going to have in our store that's going to be really exciting i want to see the growth um it's it's going to be amazing for us to be able to have the have the um the data accessible so that we can um so that we can push promotion so that we can create the geofencing and uh push specific promotions for for the the demographics in a certain area what are the things that you don't understand right now currently about the industry that you want to understand things that i don't understand right now um well i know that i don't understand it because i haven't dealt with it yet um and that is like actually exactly what i was on right now is the the geofencing um, I don't know anything about how that's done right now. I know it's it's done, but the process of doing it, I don't know. Um, so, what about I, merchandising a store? Like, have you seen? Why is it that when you walk into a Circle K or a Speedway or or a Murphy's, why is their store set up the way it is? 
how do they get their layouts to look that way? And what are we doing that, what are we not, what are they doing that we're not doing? What is a hire, what is a key hire that we have to make in order to have that in our company? That person that's going to come in and say, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. You don't lay out your store like that. This is the way you lay out your store. This is where you put the wine. This is where you put the beer. Mm -hmm. This is where you put the chips. This is where you put the hanging candy. This is where you put your king size. We don't have any regular size candy anymore. Mm -hmm. These are the promotions that you need to run. Why? Well, because this is what the data has shown. Like, do you ever wonder that? Yes. And how do they get their stores to look like that? Who, who within their team, who do we have to hire to... Or where do we learn about this stuff? You know, that's like if, if, if you ask me. By the time 2025 comes, I want to know. And have that mastered. You know, because that is detrimental also to to a company. Um, you know, when you talk about tying up the operation. Mm -hmm. It doesn't always mean to cut back. Mm -hmm. It just means to be more uh be wiser with the decisions that you're making like no and no me traigas you know kit cats yeah bring me recess yeah um and and give me a a, a center uh display of 12 packs you know mm -hmm. whatever um i want to learn about that stuff because they didn't they didn't get that way overnight and i, I guarantee you that they also have somebody in their team And if there's somebody listening to this shit that is an expert at that stuff, we're looking for somebody um, because we need it, you know. Um, so do you have something like that that no, you wonder? I, I, I do wonder, um, but I think a lot of that's going to fall on me. Um, I think a lot of that's going to be my responsibility. But I think that there are there are systems out there that are pulling data from all over the place and are helping uh, that are helping yeah. that, 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 that chief marketing officer uh, establish those promotions, establish uh, layouts depending on what product is, is moving better than another, mm -hmm. uh, what the new trend is going to be because of the expos that are taking place because of those national conventions that are taking place. And they saw this much hype Um, because there's going to be this much that's going to be on the air. Uh, they're going to be pushing it this way and that way. So because of all that, then we can expect the trend that we're going to expect uh, in our stores. So, um, so yeah, just becoming more in tune with everything that's going on in the rest of uh, the rest of the, you know, the, the, the world I say, yeah. but in, in the world in the, in the rest of the industry. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, maybe, We've we've been to a couple, but we're gonna have to go to more of those expos. Uh, fi find out what the companies are gonna be pushing, um, what they what they're excited about, and uh, that way we can we can put it in our store and and uh, so forth. But um, impulse buying is a big thing, mm -hmm. and I think that if we have too much room in a store and it looks it looks very empty in a sense then sure that that creates the uh the common environment but by 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 having more in a store and 
usually creates the sense of of urgency in in having to buy something um and and creates the impulse buy because there's so much around them um i believe that in 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 our store we've been pushing for having you know three four five feet in front of a in front of a uh, a cooler door but i've noticed that in in other in other in other locations um man they've got two and a half feet in front of a store because they've got so much in that store so i think that that's somewhere we're gonna have to go is um stacking the, the stacking the the gondolas a little more having more more product in the store more options um so yeah that's that's a thing that i think we need to we need to change in 2024 and um and i'll be excited to see the, the fruit in 2025 yeah we're gonna make it happen we're going to make it happen. Um, so one last thing um, at a personal level. Mm-hmm. When you look back in 2025 okay. at a personal level, um, what are some things that you want to say 2024 was a year that I changed these specific things about me? that I had been wanting to change for a very long time and I just never pulled the trigger or made the decision, which means to kill off the alternative um, that you want to change. And when you look back, you said, you can say, I nailed it. I'm over that phase and I'm onto something better now. I think I need to really dive dive deeper in getting to know myself a lot more and I need to hold myself more accountable and I need to I need to I used this example last time um because I find it impressive how how a coach can have a horrible season and that season is behind him and they're back to square one all over again to try to make that following season a winning season, a Super Bowl season. You see it in a basketball player. He missed that one shot. He's not kicking his ass the whole way down the down the court. Is that something you do a lot or what? Yes. Okay. And so he or or that, that basketball player, you know, sees that ball bounce off the rim and uh and hey, they're trying to get that ball back, and let's go up for it again. And they're not kicking their ass that whole time. Why do and you think you do that a lot? Because I have a fear of failure, mm. and I I don't want to fail, and therefore I put a lot of pressure on myself, and I put a lot of um, critique on myself. So I need to. I need to become more comfortable with myself. Um, I need to get to know myself uh, in a deeper level. Mm-hmm. And I need to be proud of myself as well. Um, can't always focus on the negative. And I think um, just things that I've, that I've gone through in life have uh, made me, in a sense, bitter and, uh, and fearful of, of the failure mm-hmm. because I don't want to... I don't want to 
feel like a failure in everyone's eyes. Yeah. And uh, because of, of, you know, just things that I've been through in the past, I um, I don't, I, I fear of being um, talked about. And so um, my mind always races to people are, are talking and talking about me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I, I, I have that fear of, of failure, but I need to, I need to be, um, more, uh, what's the word I need to be more sure of myself, proud of myself. And, and yeah. Yeah. Do you think you've been spending uh, too much time trying to make other people proud and in a sense, you know, might have been disrespecting your persona for a long time by not working on making yourself proud. Putting yourself first as the person you need to make proud instead of the other seven billion people that don't even matter, you know, because it's you at the end of the day that matters. So, um, I'll tell you one thing that uh, not, I guess, trying to make everyone else proud and 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 um, therefore, because you're trying to make everyone else proud, therefore, you don't even get to know who the hell you are because you're you're jumping from trying to please one person in one certain way, trying to please another person in a, another certain way and trying to please another one in another way. Mm-hmm. Therefore, you never realize what what you like or what your expectations are or what goals you can set because everyone's been setting them for you. Yeah. Yeah. You fall, you fall prisoner to their thoughts Mm -hmm. and, and their expectations of you. And that's a huge disrespect to your persona, you know, and this goes for myself as well. Um, trying to fit the expectation of others is a huge disrespect to who you are, you know, um, Already by default, you have to live with the understanding and make peace with the fact that 50% of the people you encounter are not going to like you. Yeah. All right. Like, good. Let's find that out really quick. Let's not waste any time. You mm-hmm. know, if we can't get along, we can't get along. There's, there's, it's in simple numbers, you know, out of 10 people, five are going to like you, five are not going to like you. Let me go find those five that are going to like me. And, and we can talk and we can be better. But, um, but yeah, man, how are you going to do that? How are you going to work on, on um, getting to know yourself a lot more? Because if, if we don't plan that out, we'll look at 2025 and you'll be wishing for the same thing, you know, in 2026. So how are you going to hold yourself accountable and and make sure that when you look back you know there was a paradigm shift in that respect well how's the saying go if you're if you're not doing how does it go if you're just talking about doing the thing you're not doing the thing if you're not doing the thing you're not doing the thing so um i think well i know that something i need to do is they say that um that knowledge is in books so I know that I need to need to do more reading. I need to do more, you know, there's so many we're we're doing it here. You know, we're 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 trying to help others um 
in in entrepreneurship and life in of entrepreneurship um and and we're trying to help them by what we're saying to them by the knowledge that we're speaking on this podcast and so other people put that knowledge in books so i'm gonna have to go do a book read a book and what's the first one you're gonna read and when are you gonna start um because i want to start a show on that like you know you want to shoot every week and i want to do it too mm -hmm. like i want that to be part of our our routine mm -hmm. but i actually want it to be fruitful you know i want it i want for people to be tuning in let's say on wednesdays for example mm -hmm. that they know we're going to talk about a specific book that we're reading and we're going to break it down you know we're going to give them our thoughts we're going to let them know how we're applying it in their lives mm -hmm. and how they can do the same you know um so so i'm going to go back and i'm going to read um all over again uh i'm going to read the the four agreements all right let's do it and um and then see how that speaks to me this time around okay and yeah and we how much can, time do we have to we read can, it? We can talk about that next week. We have one week? Mm -hmm. So today's Tuesday. So next week on Tuesday, mm -hmm. we'll talk about talk about the book. That's a powerful book too, man. I think yeah. a lot of people, and it's a so such an easy read. It's a small yeah. book, man. It's a powerful book. Yeah, I agree. It's powerful. So yeah, start there. And then um, I, I want to... I want to dive deeper into into the marketing world. Yeah. I need to educate myself mm -hmm. a little more in uh, in the actual, um, you know, just what the bigger uh, corporations and and chains are doing, or the books that they've written about about certain things, mm -hmm. um, or the big, the books that they've written about uh, about convenience stores. Um, I want to dive dip deeper into, into marketing for those people that have been doing marketing, um, uh, a certain way or the new way or so, um, yeah, I need to get more in tune with those things because I, although I've, I've, I've been doing a lot of, of it, but I, I believe I have to do a little more and it's not about recreating the wheel because somebody else is out there, out there is probably doing it and, yeah. I might, you know, um, I know I'll get a lot from listening to somebody. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, man. Well, um, we're committed. And I think we also uh, should develop that workflow chart for us. Mm -hmm. And if it's something, you know, once we see it, um, you know, start paying us forward and be fruitful for us. And we can even start sharing it with the listeners, you know, and if it's something they want to adopt, if it's something that they want to introduce to their life to be more productive, then, hey, man, you know, that's what, that's why we're here mm -hmm. to help everybody else, you know, be better and be more productive as well. Yeah. So, well, it was a good talk, man. Yeah, I agree. It's a good talk. I uh, didn't expect you to turn it around on me. I thought I was going to talk about you and interview <laughs> you today. And you turned it on me. It, you turned it around on me and it threw me threw me off three for a loop yeah oh no, man i mean you know you know i'm always going to be pushing you to be better man um if there's if there's something that i'm passionate about is that is is making sure um i just don't want to go through this year i well i'll put it to you this way i want to go through this year with the least regrets 
mm-hmm. um, when when we turn the page to 2025. You know, I want to feel like we actually made as much progress as we could because we were intentional. You know, because we were constantly pushing one another and pushing the rest of the team. Um, because I'm sick and tired of that. I'm mm-hmm. sick and tired of getting to the end of the year and feeling like it all just went to waste. Yeah. I, I don't want to be in that place anymore. Yeah. You know? Um, so the good thing is that I know what not to do <laughs> and what, what, what you shouldn't be doing is talking about doing the thing. Yep. You know, you got to do the thing. So, so that's why, man, like I just want to make sure that we're pushing one another continuously, uh, positively peer pressuring one another to just be better, man. You know? Yeah. Um, but with that being said, uh, guys, the trials and tribulations of a podcaster. <laughs> and uh, with that being said, guys, thanks for tuning in to the show. Like we always do. Remember, the price doesn't go to the fastest guy. The price goes to the guy who slows down the least. Keep your back against the wall. Stay driven. And we will catch you on the next one. Peace, Peace guys.